Welcome to Slaking Thirst, a podcast that's all about bringing the thirst deep within our hearts for love and communion to the heart of Christ, a divine heart who is seeking our love and communion in return. The hope is that the two thirsts would meet and both thirsts would be slaked. You know, John's gospel sometimes, the way that he's a literary master, but sometimes the way he writes, you're like, oh, I don't know what you're saying. So uh, how about just as a little piece of homework, you just take a little time today and just slowly go through that gospel again and just, all right, Lord, what are you, like, what are you trying to communicate? Because there is such beauty in, that, uh, in this um, monologue of the Lord here where he's just describing himself as the son in relation to the father, particularly those lines, the son cannot do anything on his own. So powerful. So, so, so powerful. Okay. Yes, there's so much beauty in these scriptures this morning. I don't want to, fo- I'm not going to focus on the gospel. I want to focus on uh, that first reading from Isaiah, though. We hear this. I just want to spotlight one verse where we hear this. Zion said, the Lord has forsaken me. My Lord has forgotten me. Like This is coming out of the heart of Zion, the heart of Israel, God's chosen people, who've suffered so much, who've been blessed so much, this cry of the heart expressing their suffering, this cry of the heart where it feels like their God has forgotten them, he's moved on from them, he's cast them off. Our God has forgotten us, he's forsaken us. And then the Lord responds like this through Isaiah with this image. Can a mother forget her infant? Be without tenderness for the child of her womb? Even should she forget, I will never forget you. See, like the Lord is giving us this example that like it's almost impossible to think that a mother could be without tenderness for the child in her womb. It's almost impossible to think that a mother could like forget her infant. Like the Lord is saying, like, do you see how ridiculous that is? And he's like, even if that were to happen, I, I couldn't forget you. I couldn't forget you. It's so powerful. You know, I was just sitting there again, just praying through this scripture, and it was the Lord who was saying, like, this is what I'm like. This is what I'm like. You know, the gods, the goddesses of the pagans, they were, they were basically big, powerful projections of our worst demons, uh, the gods and goddesses. They were capricious and deceitful and jealous and bloodthirsty and vindictive and violent and, you know, emotionally needy and, you know, subject to, you know, snits and fits of anger, right? They were more or less like these projections of our worst demons. And into that world, that sort of pagan mythological world, comes the God of Israel, the God of Israel, who, yes, is immensely powerful. He's the creator. He's the Lord. He is almighty. He is all of those things. But he reveals his majesty, right? Like he reveals his majesty most sublimely in his tenderness, in his kindness, in his love, his covenant fidelity. Hesed is the word that's used for him. This steadfast love that I'm binding myself. The God of the stars reveals his power, his majesty, by binding himself in a covenantal relationship with not all of humanity, but with this small little group of humanity, these Israelites. Not a powerful nation, but a nothing nation. He binds himself to a nothing nation, to a nothing people, who can barely respond with anything but, you know, cold-heartedness. 
he binds himself to their, in love to their destiny. Like he reveals his majesty in the fact that he has a heart. Like through Israel, and like, or through Isaiah rather, the Lord is speaking this word to us. Like the Lord is speaking this to us. You know, maybe it's just to me, I don't know. But he's saying, look, I, I notice you. I got my eye on you. I'm not, it's not as though like I'm busy somewhere else working on some other person, some other project that's more important than you. It's not as though the Lord's saying like, okay, I know your life is hard, but you know there's a war in Ukraine, right? That's not what he's doing. He's as attentive there as he is to your heart, to your suffering. He's saying, I'm not like you. I'm not limited in my time. I'm not limited in my attention, my energy, my resources. He's not like even the best of parents who have to prioritize this child's needs over that child's needs. Right? This child's having a meltdown, so you need to wait a second. I got to figure this out. That's not what he's saying. That's not who he is. He's saying, I'm not an exhausted father, depleted, stretched thin. He's saying, I haven't forgotten you or lost sight of you or your heart or your deepest desires, or what you most long for, or what you most need. I know your dreams, and I know your heart. I'm at work. Like he's saying, I'm the God who's incapable of forgetting about you. I'm the God who is incapable of abandoning you, incapable of rejecting you, incapable of casting you off. He's saying, please, because of that, like, again, the invitation is trust me. Trust that I'm working. Trust that I've never paused in my efforts to bring about good in your life. Trust that I'm working. And so again, Lord, we repeat with all of our hearts, Jesus, we trust in you today. Amen.